Well, Brian Kelly and LSU football's recruiting heater continues on. You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thanks for making Locks and LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, you can also check us out on YouTube as well. Locked on LSU, hit that subscribe button and you will get notified as soon as Locked on LSU episodes drop. So you will get up to the date information and you will not miss a single second of LSU football content. Today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College, all one word, for $20 off of your first purchase. Well, let's get into it because LSU football the past week or so, maybe even less than a week, has been on an absolute heater. And that trend continues. Because we just chatted with Brian Smith, Lockdown's official recruiting insider. And this news came out literally an hour after I recorded with Brian. I was like, great, perfect timing. Let me get you back in for an emergency episode. But we, we mentioned with that episode with Brian Smith, which of course you could find on your preferred podcast platform and on YouTube, that LSU landed two corners. Of course, as we know, we can see it every single Saturday, how desperate this LSU team is for corners. They landed two three-star corners in the 2024 class. PJ Woodland decommits from Mississippi State, commits to LSU a week later. Bernard Causey, a three-star corner from New Orleans, from John F. Kennedy uh, High School. He's a three-star who decommitted from Ole Miss and just hours later committed to LSU. Well, the flips from SEC West foes continue because last night the news dropped that five-star offensive lineman Weston Davis, who was originally committed to Texas A&M, he committed to Texas A&M in June, decommitted from Texas A&M last night, and then mere hours later committed to LSU. So LSU gets another five-star offensive lineman to follow in the footsteps of Will Campbell, and to follow in the footsteps of Lance Hurd, he joins the 2024 class. A five-star, the first of the 2024 class. He's six foot five, 275 pounds, massive kid. So keep in mind, he's a senior. He's in the middle of his senior high school season. He's going to put on more weight. So he could be close to 300 pounds by the time he gets to LSU. Or by the, you know, probably maybe in a, in a redshirt year. So you're talking an NFL-sized offensive lineman that you're getting. Again, he's in the 2024 class, the number 12 tackle in the 2024 class. He's from Beaumont, Texas, which makes sense why he originally committed to Texas A&M and in-state school. Um, but look. There's some stuff going down at Texas A&M, and it's it's been pretty clear that uh, there are some players that have committed to the Aggies that just don't simply don't want to be part of that anymore. And as Brian Smith mentioned on our episode yesterday, that that's a great opportunity for LSU. That if you look at a school that might be going through a little bit of a turbulence, maybe some uncomfortable times like Texas A&M is with Jimbo Fisher. There's been a whole lot of talk even before this season, especially now this season, that uh, Aggies haven't looked all that great. 
The hot seat conversations are literally and figuratively heating up. So it's a wonderful opportunity for LSU to take advantage of recruits that might want a little bit more stability in a program, whether that's, you know, Weston Davis decommitting from Texas A&M, whether that's PJ Woodland, a kid from Mississippi, from Hattiesburg, who was originally committed to Mississippi State, might be looking at what's going on at Mississippi State right now and say, hey, I don't want to come into a new regime, a new coaching staff that's struggling to win football games. I mean, Mississippi State just won their first conference game and they only put up a touchdown in the process. So it's a good opportunity for LSU to capitalize on some rebuilding programs. Another one that I'm looking at potentially could be Auburn. Maybe you feel like that program has a little bit more stability just given the fact, given Hugh Freeze's history, um, given Hugh Freeze's reputation. Like he's got skins on the wall in college football. Uh, but looking at Texas AM and in, in Mississippi State, maybe a few programs with question marks around it. Great opportunity for LSU. But let's focus in on Weston Davis. Um, I asked Brian Smith, you know, of course, we, we chatted yesterday about the corners. I asked him what LSU is getting in Weston Davis. He said tremendous upside at offensive tackle. He's a power player, not a plug-and-play kind of guy, but could be a dude after a redshirt year. So what Brian means by not a plug-and-play kind of guy is he might not be ready to play as a true freshman, which might be okay, just given, you know, Will Campbell will still be here in 2024. Emory Jones will be here in 2024. Lance Hurd will be a more polished product in 2024. But you're just continuing to replenish that um, that offensive line room because come 2025, Will Campbell won't be here likely. Emory Jones likely won't be here. But then you'll have a guy like Weston Davis that has the same or a very similar talent level that was able to take that red shirt year, was able to learn behind the scenes, and will be ready to fill in those voids once they're created when Will Campbell and Emory Jones head to the NFL. So just a little bit of a snapshot of the 2024 class right now. Weston Davis is the fifth offensive lineman to join next year's freshman class, joining four-star offensive tackle Ethan Calloway from North Carolina, three-star interior offensive lineman Kyrie Lee, local kid from Louisiana, four-star offensive tackle Ori Williams from Texas, and a three-star interior offensive lineman Joseph Cryer, another local kid from Natchitoches. Joseph Cryer is one of those guys that we talked to Brian Smith about. He said he's a three-star, but that, that ranking is going to bump up. And not that we want to star chase, so to speak, and not that doesn't have a place on this football team. I mean, everybody needs supplemental, you know, two and three stars on the roster. But just to add a little bit of context there, that just, you know, Brian Smith saying he has much more knowledge about Joseph Cryer than I will, just hearing from his high school coaches, maybe from, from uh, some camps that he's been around to, that Joseph Cryer is playing at a higher level than maybe a traditional three-star might. So the 2024 class gets its first five-star. I know that was one. One point of contention with this fan base is Brian Kelly not being able to land the big fish looking at, at programs like Texas A&M, which, you know, maybe now we might learn that uh, at least you could benefit from some of those Texas A&M five stars. But looking at, uh, at SEC rivals like Georgia and Alabama and Texas A&M and even future SEC rivals like Texas and Oklahoma, they've been able to collect two, three, maybe even four, five stars. LSU hadn't gotten there yet, but Weston Davis is able to uh, to kick off that five-star magic in the 2024 class, making his commitment on Thursday night. But coming up next, I want to get into 
a really positive trend that I'm seeing at this specific position group. And somebody that I think deserves a whole lot of praise and just simply does not get enough of it. We'll get into that coming up next. As we all know, unfortunately, buying tickets for sporting events, for concerts, whatever it might be, it can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be. That's where game time comes in. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is a super fast and super easy way to buy tickets for all of your sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, theater events, whatever it might be. Game time has the hookup for events near you. They've got killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So actually, I just used a game time app just a couple of days ago. Me and a bunch of my friends from LSU were going back to Baton Rouge for the LSU Florida game here in just a couple of weeks. We were looking for tickets and they were looking at third-party ticket sites and saying, look, you know, these tickets are, you know, X number of dollars, but the fees are half, if not more than half, the price of the actual ticket itself. And I'm like, look, I'll take care of it. I'll go to game time. I'll get the tickets because I know for certain that's going to be the best price available. And sure enough, it was. So I was able to get tickets for myself and all of my friends for that game with the best ticket price guarantee. Another thing that I love about game time is, you know, we're only, you know, a few weeks out from the game. I always do things last minute. I know that might stress some of you out. That's me. That's who I am. I'll own it. Game Time supports me with that because they've got last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. So you'll almost get incentivized for waiting to buy your tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So when I bought tickets for the LSU Florida game, I was like, all right, let's make sure there's no polls in front of us. Let's make sure we've got, we're on the LSU side. Let's make sure we've got a good view of the game. And I was able to check that out right in there in the app with Game Time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, college football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Every single Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts, including me covering their team every single day. So find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central on any Locked On College YouTube channel, including Locked On LSU. You will not want to miss it. So some very exciting recruiting news this week. LSU landed two three-star corners. Again, a position that is of the utmost importance for LSU right now with, you know, one of the worst past defenses in the National Football League, college football. Yeah, he's been talking too much about the NFL today. Um, So you land P.J. Woodland, flipping him from Mississippi State to LSU, Bernard Causey, flipping the local Louisiana kid from Ole Miss to LSU, and yet another flip this this 
past on Thursday, this past Thursday, yesterday, um, on Thursday evening, flipping him from Texas A&M, a Beaumont, Texas kid, to LSU, your first five-star in the 2024 class. But I want to give a massive, massive amount of credit where credit is due to Brad Davis. I mean, just look at this the past couple of years of recruiting for the offensive line. In 2022, you landed five-star left tackle phenom Will Campbell. Oh, yeah, by the way, you also had your now right tackle, Emory Jones, a four-star in that class. As we all know, both of those guys, as true freshmen, started at tackle, your left tackle and your right tackle. And they did a pretty good job doing it. Of course, they had their rookie mistakes. Of course, it's going to happen. But you landed a five-star tackle and a four-star tackle in that class. Those are now your starting tackles. In 2023, you landed a five-star Lance Hurt. Again, also a Louisiana kid from Neville, where Will Campbell went to high school. And he has been your starting right tackle when Emory Jones, your starting right tackle, has gone down. So you've gotten quality, quality starts from three of those guys in the last two recruiting classes. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Will Campbell was awarded one of the greatest honors that any LSU football player could be awarded with the number seven. Of course, the only other honor being the number 18. So you've got leaders, captains, starters, difference makers on your football program from the last two recruiting classes. Now you add Weston Davis. You have three consecutive years where you're landing five-star offensive linemen. And all of those offensive linemen that I just mentioned, they're all going to have eligibility in 2024. Will Campbell, is it, he's going to be in his final year. Most likely third year, but let's be honest, final year. Emory Jones, eligibility. Lance Hurd, eligibility. 2025, once 2025 comes around, well, you're still going to have Lance Hurd, who is likely going to be a staple and a foundation of your offensive line come 2025. And oh yeah, by the way, Weston Davis will be in his second year. So he will probably be at that point. And I say probably because I don't know. I never know what's going to happen with injury or development. What a transfer portal, you know, knock on wood. I hope none of those things happen to any of these guys. But let's be realistic here. So probably you're going to have Lance Hurd at one side and Weston Davis at another. Two five stars on the outside of the offensive line. And that's credit to Brad Davis. Because Brad Davis has been the leading recruiter on all of these massive offensive line commitments. And I'm just talking about five stars. I'm not even talking about the four stars and three stars that LSU also has in this 2024 class. Like I mentioned, Ethan Calloway, a four-star offensive tackle. Rory Williams, another four-star offensive tackle from Texas in this 2024 class. What Brad Davis is building on the offensive line at LSU is so incredibly impressive. And credit to the rest of the coaching staff, Mike Denbrock, the offensive coordinator, Brian Kelly, your head coach. Of course, all of those guys get credit as well, but it is, this is Brad Davis's baby. This is his room. This is his position group. This is what he is building. And, you know, Brad Davis, he took him, he took over as the interim when Coach O got fired in the 2021 season. And look, a lot of those guys could have just given up. I mean, so many guys left for the transfer portal. A lot of guys probably looked at it like, I don't want to deal with this freaking, you know, dumpster fire of a, of a team right now. 
You know, we're just, we're, we're not here for it. But the guys that did stay, they stayed and they played and they played hard and they did it for Brad Davis. So it's been incredibly impressive what Brad Davis has done. And I need to give him just, I, I, we don't, we don't give offensive linemen. We, you, me, I'm, I'm guilty of it. You probably too. We as a football society, we don't give enough credit to the guys with their hands in the dirt especially on the offensive side of the football, especially on the offensive line. Because good offensive line play doesn't necessarily get enough credit, but bad offensive line play absolutely gets pointed out because it's obvious. You know, if your left tackle gets cooked by an edge rusher and takes your quarterback down, well, you know, that's when we say, well, up oh, poor protection there. When the offensive line can't create holes and your running back gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage, we say, oh, well, the offensive line can't run block. But when the offensive line creates opportunities in the run game and adequately, sufficiently, even at an elite level protects the quarterback. We don't always give them credit because it's not always sexy to give the offensive lineman credit. It's sexy to give the quarterback credit for long bombs, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field. It's sexy to give a running back credit when he pops off a big run. It's sexy to give a wide receiver credit when he has a, he has a, just has a beautiful ball thrown to him that he catches and able to make a play on it. What we don't give credit to is the offensive linemen that make those plays possible. It's truly, it's a, it's a thankless job, and it's an incredibly difficult job. But it's a job that if it doesn't get done, and if it doesn't get done at a high level, it hurts the football team. There is a, I can't place enough importance on good offensive line play. And if you're, if you don't believe me, go watch a South Carolina football game. I think Spencer Rattler is playing at an incredibly high level. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, be, I wholeheartedly believe it. That if Spencer Rattler was wearing an Alabama uniform, if he was playing for Alabama, he would be a Heisman Trophy contender because he's playing at an incredibly high level. What he's doing with what he's got is really impressive. But Spencer Rattler is almost always in duress. He's either always almost, uh, uh, trying to avoid pressure or he's on the ground or he's trying to make plays and get the ball out quick because the offensive line collapses. He's got two seconds and maybe even that's generous to make a play, get the ball out or throw the ball away. And it's hurting South Carolina. It is. I mean, South Carolina is not a very good football team right now. They're what, two and five? And I don't think things are going to get much better for them. And of course, you, you know, the defense is not very good and it, the defense is young and they've got other areas of this team that could be improved upon. But the potential for the offense is not realized because the offensive line cannot protect the quarterback. I think this offensive line for LSU has been great this year. And look what the offense has been as a result of it. Look how many plays Jaden Daniels has been able to make when he has time to go through his reads and drop back and deliver a beautiful ball to Malik Neighbors or Brian Thomas. It We don't give it enough credit, but man, oh man, if it doesn't make a difference. So credit to Brad Davis because he's a guy that I'm really proud is in the corner of my football team. He's a guy that I'm proud that he is and is a part of, an integral part of LSU football. But it is a bye week. No LSU Tigers to watch this week. So what are some important games to watch this week? We'll get into that coming up next. 
I want to tell you about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, it's just you against the numbers. I mean, it's the most fun that I have had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. All you got to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then place your entry. It is that easy. So if you're watching some of the NFL games this weekend you can look at christian mccaffrey over under rushing yards for christian mccaffrey you could look at tua tukavailoa and the miami dolphins offense that has just been a humming all season long over or under passing yards for tua it's that easy and it is so much fun Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to huge payouts. Like, for example, Taco Tuesday. Every single Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the code locked on college, L O C K E D O N C O L. L-E-G-E, for a first deposit match up to $1,000. Daily Fantasy Sports made easy with prize picks. All right, thanks again for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. Bye week. No LSU this weekend. And it has been, it's been nice, a, a nice little reprieve. Three consecutive weekends in a row. Stress-free. As an LSU fan, that is few and far between. Now, I know that that's going to go away very quickly once the first Saturday in November rolls around and my blood pressure's up here, my heart rate's up here, and my stress is on 10 when LSU takes on Alabama. But the past few weekends, it's been nice that my blood pressure is not absolutely through the roof. But a few games to watch because just because LSU is not playing this weekend doesn't mean that LSU still could, could potentially be affected in the quest for the SEC West. Conference standings as it stands is as follows. Alabama is in the lead. The top spot in the SEC West, 5-0 in the SEC. Makes sense. LSU, number two in the SEC West, 4-1 in the SEC. Ole Miss, number three. Now, you might ask, why is LSU above Ole Miss? Because Ole Miss won head-to-head against LSU. It's because LSU has more conference wins. So far, Ole Miss has only played four conference games. LSU has played five. LSU's won four conference games. Ole Miss has won three. So Ole Miss is three and one in the conference, of course, with that one loss to Alabama. Ole Miss takes on Vanderbilt this weekend. So all the love in the world to the doors. I think that Ole Miss is soon to be four and one in the SEC. So after this weekend, more likely than not, if Ole Miss takes care of business against Vanderbilt at home, they will leapfrog LSU and be the second team in the SEC West. Now, if LSU beats Alabama this weekend, next weekend, then it's a completely different story in the standings. Then you're going to have three teams, excuse me, two teams in the SEC West, Alabama and LSU that are five and one. LSU would have the head-to-head benefit of the doubt, but if Ole Miss wins yet another SEC game, then they will also be five and one. So we'll get into tiebreaker conversations, but Ole Miss has Georgia coming up, Texas A&M coming up. So I think It feels like, to me, Ole Miss has another conference loss coming down the pipe. 
So Ole Miss Vanderbilt is one to watch just given the SEC West implications. I think we all know Ole Miss will probably roll Vanderbilt. Um, another one to look at, South Carolina, Texas A&M Gamecocks heading to Kyle Field this weekend. Now, I think this is a good opportunity for Texas A&M to get right. You know, you go, you host Alabama, you're up at the half, you're not able to hold on, you lose a tough one at home, then the next weekend you turn around, go on the road at Tennessee in, in Neyland Stadium, you lose an ugly game in Neyland, then you go into the bye. This Texas A&M team, I think, after the bye week and after two consecutive losses, is hungry and pissed off. And this is a South Carolina team, like I just mentioned, that's struggling. Offensive line can't protect the quarterback. The defense is 120th in the country. Um, so I think A&M wins this one. And while A&M is, you know, buried fairly deep uh, on the SEC West rankings, and that sounds dramatic, but they're 2-2 two and two in the season. They're fourth in the SEC West. Climbing to three and two, you know, you at least still have hope for for Texas A and M to at least, you know, not finish middle to to bottom half of the SEC West. But anytime Texas A and M or an SEC West rival like an Ole Miss or an A and M or an Alabama plays, it's going to have some sort of implication on LSU. And then, of course, the world's largest cocktail party, Georgia, Florida, in uh, Jacksonville this weekend. A little quote-unquote race for the East, if that's what you want to call it, because it's really Georgia's spot to lose. And it doesn't look like Florida's coming for that spot anytime soon. But, of course, massive rivalry, huge game, especially in the SEC East. Um, LSU on a buy, Alabama on a buy, and Missouri and Arkansas on a buy as well. We'll have a full breakdown on Monday of the SEC action, what we saw over the weekend, and, of course, Bama week. So we are on to the Crimson Tide coming up next week on Locked on LSU.